We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That Ooh. is Tyler Siski here on uh, on the big show. Appreciate you guys being with us here on a Thursday afternoon. Kind of talk about a lot of things. Our last show before the Super Bowls. So we'll talk about. Um, it's the last make it rain, make it rain uh, Thursday of the year of the football season. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's the year of the season. I'm rolling with the Inferno Rain. Watermelon Warlord today. Okay. And you brought me the uh, Rain Inferno True Blue. This is the thermogenic Inferno that increases your metabolism. Show, show, them, your, show them your can there. My can? Am I on the big screen? You're on, the, you're on that there one right go. there. There you go. Right there. I'm right here. There it is, the True Blue. So appreciate right, you so guys being with us. Infernos are very difficult to find in this immediate area where we live. They get sold out very quickly. Um, and so my man Cole, I'm walking in the office this morning, and my man Cole, who you guys met over in Vegas, he, uh, I see him sporting an Inferno this morning. And I stopped in the hall and said, where did you get that? So he pointed me to a service station in the greater Oxford, Mississippi area that yep. had Inferno. So that's where I went okay. today. It's good stuff, man. All right. We're brought to you by Rain, as we talk about. Rain Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. For Tyler, it is a post-workout rain. For me, it is a pre-workout rain. Yeah. I know I was supposed to get this beforehand, but I've been trying to get off my fat ass, and and I, I had a um, – when, since I've started, I've always worked out and did things, but especially in the off season. But I'm a big routine guy, right? So, like, during the season, you had a time that you could work out. During recruiting, you never got to. But after recruiting, you get, you know, lunch or whatever it is. Well, since I've started the new business, dude, I don't 
you know, I've talked to you privately. It's very difficult for me to get into a routine. Of course. And so I told Clay the other day, you know, I went out and got, uh, I did for the company, got company memberships for the, to the gym and said, I'm not any good to anybody dead. So I got to do something. So, and let me tell you what, my mood's better. I've been yeah. in a better mood. Oh, for sure. I feel better, and I've just been doing it for a week. And I'll get after it, but um, I enjoy it, man. It puts me in a good mood. Exercise does. I, it's the one thing, um, if I'm doing a, a – like now the football season's coming to an end on Sunday. If I'm, if I'm doing an honest eval of myself, I'm breaking down pros and cons, I'll give myself this one. When this football season started, I said, I am not going to put my health on a back burner. I'm not yeah. going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. Because, dude, dude, you did good. In the part of the season that starts Monday until fall camp, right? I got a lot more free time. I mean, I still got stuff to do, but it's not crazy. Your fall is crazy. My fall's nuts. And and I I I said I'm not going to do what I did a year ago, where I gained 30 pounds in football season because I just put work in front of everything else. I said this year I'm not doing that. If I get behind on work, I get behind on work. I'm not going to gain weight. I'm not going to lose my mental faculties. I've said this out loud. People don't like it when I say it because some people get nervous about this topic, and I understand why. I battle stuff. Yeah. And the stuff, the worse my physical condition is, the more the stuff gets going in my brain. Yeah. And it's there. I'm never going to get rid of it. It's always been there. I've had it since I was a kid. I'm going to have right. it to the day I'm gone. But if I exercise and I'm kind of effective like that i can minimize it i can control it i can keep it where i can lasso it if i need yep. to and i did that this year so proud of me for that i i, I messed up some stuff no dude you're a machine but, because but you're at that done when you were grinding during the fall i mean non-stop all the time yeah the fall you know? was something else like thursdays in the fall well like <clears> today <throat> today's been a grind day um and then i choked up taping butcher versus spin instructor oh i'm watching that now i told myself i wasn't going to get choked up and i did i got choked up Maybe, maybe the it. last one. Three three years of that show. Yeah. That's tough. I mean three years of that show. If it was me and you shutting it down for three years, you wouldn't be as emotional, but when your kids involved. Yeah. I'm well and you get to I got to see her kind of grow up on video every week. And it was That's, something it yeah. was something each week that was kind of fun because I, I, I realized uh just thinking about it today, we were getting going. Like there were times during the week we usually would tape that on sometimes Tuesday, Wednesday, because schedules right and um you know there were times like on tuesdays where i'm grinding man i'm like and i look up and it's like gosh oh, butcher versus spin instructor and then i'd get on and it was fun you know we'd, yeah, we'd laugh mean, yeah. and because it was a silly show and i said this i'll get off of it because i'm not i'm being repetitive at this point but there were a group of people that didn't get it and that's okay they were like why are you doing the show it's a stupid show and then there were the people that got Thanks it. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> and then there were the people that got it. Because it was on a Thursday is when it ran. Yeah. If you think about our Thursday programming, it was Oxford Exxon Podcast that morning. Yeah. And then you and me that afternoon, which was usually on Thursday, pretty yes. pretty heavy football show. We're breaking down games. Right. Really, you know, you 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 watch the games. I watch the games. We're really right. talking about the games. You know, the road to Boise and all that stuff. And then we had Pete, which was a hardcore yep. Ole Miss getting ready to play, you know, Auburn or LSU or whoever. Film breakdown. And he's really, that's a hardcore hour and 10-minute football show. Yep. That's a football show. And then the Thursday night show was a sports show. It was still, I mean, it was fun. We got, took calls in the second hour and stuff. But we usually had some, 
We had Ben Mintz on. It was yeah. usually football. And the call-ins are the best. Yeah, but what we had in that little 6 o'clock window on Thursday, it's Thursday at 6 o'clock at night yeah. when, the, when the show airs, was, hey, if, let's say Ole Miss is playing LSU on Saturday. Well, by the time you get to Thursday at 6 o'clock, there's not much left to talk about. The haze in the barn, <laughs> as every high school coach used to say. You, you, you're done breaking the game down. And so it was this silly show that just kind of fit in. Right. You know, between a girl who today could not name one person who plays in the Super Bowl <laughs> and Greg, who has become family to me. Right. You know, and and um, it was fun. And for me, it was a lot of fun because it was like a breath. Right. You know, and then I'd put it on Google Drive to Caroline and forget all about it. And she'd load it for Thursday night at six. And, oh, there it was, you know. And there would be these people that are like, I don't know why you're doing that. And then there would be the people that were like, I love this show. It makes me laugh. It's a break. You know, and you put it in podcast form, and if you listen to it, great. If you don't, skip it. It's no big deal. Yeah. And I don't know. I enjoyed it. And we did it for three years. And when I first pitched it to Greg, it was right middle of the pandemic. Campbell was – Campbell needed to get back to college. And yeah. Greg was worried about his business. I was worried about my business. And I don't know, kind of like he said today, we kind of gambled on each other, and it paid off. And I don't know. It That's was, awesome. So I kind of got, got teary-eyed. Well, now, now I'm watching. Now everybody else listening to us is watching tonight, the finale. I'm just catching up real quick. So the <laughs> Hornets trade uh, Mason Plumlee to the Clippers for Reggie Jackson. The Lakers get uh, a deal with Orlando for Mo Bamba. And Patrick Beverly gets traded again. Okay, yeah, Lakers get Mo Bamba. The Magic get Patrick Beverly picks. Pelicans trade uh Devontae Graham and four future second-round picks to uh, San Antonio, and they get Josh Richardson. Uh, Grizzlies did a deal, three-way deal, Rockets, Grizzlies, Clippers. Grizzlies get Luke Kennard from the Clippers. Uh, Kennard's three-point shooter, getting 7.8% uh, points per game, shooting 44.7% from three. Sounds like he needs to play more. Yeah, it does. Uh, Rockets and uh, Hawks do a deal. Hawks get Garrison Matthews, Bruno Fernando, Frank Kaminsky, Justin Holiday go to the Rockets. Warriors uh, traded. There's a lot happened. I didn't know any of this. How about that? Bones Highland goes to the Clippers for a couple picks. Um, Russell Westbrook got got traded. I saw in a that. Three -way I saw trade. that one in KD. He's not going to get. Uh, <clears throat> he's not going to get uh, moved there. So he's going to be. They're going to, like, stretch him, interested in joining the Clippers or the Heat, he says. They'll be the first one. They'll be the first one. Yeah. And I know that the uh, I know the Thunder traded uh, Mike Muscala to Boston for Justin Jackson, who they're not going to keep, and two future second-round picks. So the Thunder uh, announcing today that, hey, we're winning a little too much. It's time to tank. I agree. Good for them. There you go. All right. So we'll start this thing off. Um I wanted to give like a public service announcement. Okay. Slash testimonial. All right. I got my ass scammed. Tell tell us what happened. All right. So I have a, and it, I was, I just like teed myself up for it because I was talking about my doctorate of common sense. Just straight teed myself up for it. So, you know, karma, karma is a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, all right. It is. And she uh and she hit me right across the face. But we've all seen these advertisements, okay? Contrary to popular belief and what your opinion of me may be, um, I have figured out a way 
to be with the same woman for 25 years. You didn't go buy two big bathtubs and put them up on top of a hill, did no, you? Because no, that, no, that, no, 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 yeah. no. It wasn't the Seattle okay. commercial. Okay, all right. I'm not there yet. <laughs> not that I won't get there, but I'm not there yet. All right, that goes yeah. when you, hey, hey if hey. you see me in one of those commercials, just come give me a hug. Just come give me a hug. That's all I don't. I don't need any comments. Here's all you got to know about just those give commercials. Me a hug. Here's all you have to know about those commercials, okay? When you turn on like the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship or whatever, oh. and every third commercial is one of those, there's a reason. There's a reason. Target market's watching, boys. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, all right. So here we go. Um, we've all seen these commercials about I'm trying to do something really nice and sweet for my wife for Valentine's Day. Okay. So I've seen these commercials all over the place in social media on TV about like geolocating areas and doing like these plaques, right? That says like my first date or where we've met or okay. whatever. Have you all seen those? I have not. Okay. Well, they're all over everything. Okay. <laughs> Just shows and it's you how like completely a, out of touch I am. It's like a, a plaque that you put and I was where we met. So we met at which was then College Park. I think it's called the Hub now, um, off Sugar Jordan, um, in Auburn okay. on May the second, nineteen ninety eight. So okay. I put the date, I marked the apartment, and it they they kind of put like what looks like a Google map on a clear plaque, and it lights up. It's it's just one of those things. Okay. So um, I'm I go and I order this thing, um, on January the twentieth. Okay. All right. The company is called printmyplaces.com. Okay. All right. And I'm giving my testimonial here. And if you want to sue me, first of all, I'm going to counter sue your ass for the $84.96 that this thing cost me. But I order it. Okay. It's a legit website. The whole deal. I, it's, it's in Alpharetta, Georgia. So if there's anybody listening, which Atlanta is a big city for us. So if there's anybody listening in Atlanta that knows a copper detective, printmyplaces.com. The address is in Alpharetta, Georgia. I got the website up. You got right the now. website up right uh -huh. there. All right, and this is it's being and if okay. You, if you go to Google, I hang wish, on. I, I hang wish on. I wish you would have told me because they the very first review they put up has a grammatical error and that's a red flag. Go ahead. All right, so well you know my ass angles. See, look, I'm not an English guy, right? I know. Um. So anyway, long story short, they have an address. Everything I order it. I mean, I'm getting emails. I get hammered by emails still to this day. They're sending me emails. Hey, Valentine's Day, this, this, this. So long story short, once I order it, I get a UPS tracking number that says the order, you know, they're going to pick it up, you know, waiting for the pickup for three to five business days where I get nothing in. All these reviews are like, everything's good. Well, when you look at it, and here's the thing that it's like a scam because they are up in the Google ads. Like it's legit deal, right? Like if you just Google the place, it comes up as a sponsored ad by Google. Like it's up top. Like they're paying money up there to get that up top. It's not uh -huh. just a random deal. Yeah. The number. So I, I'm, I'm waiting, you know, I don't, you know, cause I knew how the mail's been running lately. So I ordered it plenty early. So I'm, I'm waiting like last week or, or between, no, it was like Tuesday after this, uh, after we left the show, matter of fact, I go back, I try to find a phone number. I find a phone number disconnected. Oh. Email them. Nothing. So I start doing some some digging, which I should have done on the front end. Rated an F by the Better Business Bureau. And I'm starting to see a bunch of reviews that are hidden that are literally verbatim what I've been saying. Oh, I ordered this. I haven't got it. Hadn't got it. Hadn't got it. Nobody answers. Nobody does nothing. 
and not getting a product. So they got me for $84 or they think they got me, but, um, I've had the same, uh, credit card for a long time. So we, I called and canceled on their ass. So technically they didn't get me. I got my money back, but, um, just sucks, man. It does suck. I mean, cause it wasn't like I just randomly found, I mean, it's, it's, publicized everywhere so i'm not the only one that's out there and if you and if you've seen these advertisements for these things you know uh, but it's right there in alpharetta georgia is their address so and the and this is another dumbass thing their phone number is from like toledo ohio so i should have known something but i didn't check but i did notice when i dialed the number which i didn't the first time that it was not a uh, atlanta area code well, i'm sorry that happened to you yep and then so i had to tell my wife because she had to help me uh, with a credit card, get my money back. Yeah. And then she hits me with, I already knew. I said, what do you mean you already knew? I said, you didn't know what I had to, like, tell her I was going to get her this thing, right? I need to get my money back. And she's like a hawk on the bank account and everything. <laughs> and she and she didn't question me about what it was. She looked it up. So she thought she, she spoils off. I can't get my wife anything for any gift unless it's cash. Like, that sucks. I can't surprise her for anything unless it's cash. But y'all been married how long? Been married. We'll be 20 years this year. We've been together for 25 this year. And you've hit the point in your life. There's not much shit I can get her anymore. Right. And if you want something, you just get it. Well, I do. I do. She, I, I hit the, I hit, dude, I hit the freaking trifecta, man. She doesn't spend money very often. And she's a freaking smoke show. And she's nice to me and puts up my shit. I mean, let's, let's, uh, Let's call it a But, but you're at the point where it's hard, it's hard to shop. I mean, oh, dude, I've been at that point for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I've been there for a long she time. Does, but here's the thing. She doesn't like flowers. Dude, I'm talking about I hit the freaking, I hit the whammy here. She doesn't like flowers, so I don't have to do all that shit. Yeah. You know, um, she does like diamond earrings. She does like those. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, she, she does like diamonds. Um, but, hey. No, Laura's the type that if I buy roses or flowers or something, she's like, do you know what I could have done with that money? Yeah. How, how much was that? I'm like, uh, $106. Do you know what we could have bought with that? I'm like, okay. Yeah. Here, just tell me what you want. Yeah, that's probably how we do it. But, yeah, I got my ass hammered. All right, which I'm sure you talked about it this week. I don't know if you talked about this part, but uh, switching gears here. Okay. We talked about a little bit with the NBA. I, I got uh, – I'm not an NBA guy, but I like I, – I appreciate hi- uh, history. Okay? Um, so – you know the score, the points record is kind of like the home run record in baseball. It's the you know it's the sure the big record, right? Of course. So I wanted to watch it. Um, I didn't actually watch much of it live until the second half when it was getting close because I was watching college basketball. Um, but I did flip over there and watch third quarter, and I watched the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to talk about what everybody else is talking about with the cell phone stuff. That's just how we are now. Um, used to that. This is what bothered me. Okay. He sets the record. Not one teammate celebrated with him. Hank Aaron's rounding the bases. Barry Bonds, considered one of the biggest assholes ever. Teammate celebrated. Yeah. Hank Aaron celebrated. Dude, there's pictures of Anthony Davis not even clapping. He's just sitting on the He doesn't stand up off the bench. That bothers me. Then, then you have all these trades. Like if you watch Russell Westbrook's body language, dude, he just freaking. Well, I was going to say the Lakers. A lot of the Lakers' record aside, are not a happy franchise. And going that happened 
what, two days before the trade deadline? Yeah, two, two days before the trade yeah. deadline. Guys, all these guys have agents. They all know stuff is happening. Sure. Um, but even if you're getting traded, you have respect. If Let me ask you a question. If that was Michael Jordan, you think Scottie Pippen would have celebrated with him? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I know what you're saying, and I'm not a LeBron guy. But at the same time, I have a, I have a difficulty without knowing more saying that, hey, his teammates just don't like him. But I know I'm I'm with you. But I just I noticed that you know what I'm saying like sure. Well, the the Davis thing got talked about a lot, and um, you know, and AD is um, a great player, can be a little bit moody. Um, and LeBron's. LeBron can be a handful, I, I, I suspect, as most superstars are. Uh, you know, and he's complained about that team. He's complained about there not being enough shooters. He's he's thrown, he's thrown his team under the bus a, a minute or two. Um, he's like the antithesis of Eli Manning at the end of his career, where Eli probably could have said, you know, it would have been nice if you guys would have gotten me some receivers and a better offensive line, but he never did it. Right, and and. LeBron's a little different in that regard. I don't know whether it was because his family was out there so quickly. Um, you know, the moment it happened, it was, it, family was out there. They stopped the game. There, there was a lot there. I don't know. There's there was a there was a lot. All right, but I, 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 I'll say this. I, I said this at the time, and people laughed at me because they think it's a thunder thing, and it's really not. I thought it was fitting that on that night the Lakers lost to a young team. Oh, it's coming. That is that is on its way. Yeah, I they thought you got was, your boys playing. Not, your boys not even playing yet, right? Uh, Chet's not playing yet. Um, Shea Gildas Alexander's a, a superstar, uh, and when the Thunder get to a, a higher, when they start winning, probably next year, um, people are going to notice him. But I, I, I hate to turn that well about. Le, but I get what you're saying. I hate to go there with LeBron because it just kind of I don't know. Yeah, it feels, it know feels like we're picking on him, and I don't. But, but no, I was, here's the thing: is like. I've been in a locker room. I played with a lot of people that I didn't like, and I've played with a lot of people that they didn't like me either. But when you succeed, you're you respect each other, right? Like yeah. there's coaches in this business that I can't fucking stand, and they can't stand me. But you know what? When we won, when we were on the same staff together, and we won, yeah, dude, we were high fiving, and you know, hey, you know, you yeah, have sure. this. When you're it, it, you drop all that petty shit when you're when you're going towards a t common goal. Does that make sense? It does. Now look about the NBA, and I love the NBA. I watch it every single night during the season. Uh, but the NBA, one of the reasons I like the trades and all that stuff is kind of fun because the NBA embraces the drama. You get to see it up close and personal. There's only five on the floor at a time. They're right there. You right. see their faces. There's no helmets. There's no caps. There's nothing. There's nothing to hide the 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 facial expressions and whatnot. And the NBA NBA steers into the drama, and the Lakers are a, uh, maybe the high-profile franchise. Right. Well, the and and uh, LeBron is the name, biggest name in the sport. And that hasn't been a happy team. And, and as someone in the thread says, you know, LeBron has kind of publicly campaigned for Westbrook to get traded. It's kind of questioned Davis's toughness without saying the words. Um. LeBron's done some stuff that hadn't made him the best teammate in the world this time yeah, around. I'm with you. It just it it for for that big of an accomplishment. If I hated somebody's guts, okay, 
there's a difference between how I personally – now, maybe I'm just different. I don't know. Maybe I think everybody thinks like this that's in the world of sports. Maybe I'm wrong. I could not like you as a person but respect your game or respect your coachability or, or, or whatever it is, your coaching skills. Yeah. I may not like you, but it's, it's totally different. I can separate the two. Does yeah. that make sense? Sure, of course. And I think players can too. Every locker room I've ever been in can. Every locker room I've ever been in, they can separate. I don't fucking like you, but we, I respect your game or whatever it is. I've seen that in every locker room I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. I've just never seen that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, no, just, it bothered me for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, how about so? You're feeling controversial today. I am. I you like this? Yeah. This is right up your alley. This is this is getting this is this is. I'm I'm like leading you to the slope to get off on rage, and I, I and you're yeah, and you're not biting. I, I'm not going to get like raged this. here. Zzz, I'm just reeling it out there for you. Yeah. Um, Demar Hamlin. So why do we let as a now that I'm I've seen this side, all these. Uh, High-profile people in media mm-hmm. um, were taking these big hot takes a couple a couple weeks ago. Not that long, not two years ago. The starting the Monday after the Bills, the Bengals Monday after the Bills Bengals game. Mm-hmm. That I mean, throwing out these like full aluminum foil tin hat conspiracy theories that only the NFL inflated by more by putting him behind a glass with his mask on inside. That Demar Hamlin was not there and he was dead and he was still in the hospital. I'm talking about famous people. Sure. sure. Okay. Oh, We're taking yeah. big hot takes. Yeah. Swings. My man Demar Hamlin walks across the stage yesterday, in uh, in Phoenix because he oh, got was he the, there. Yes, because he got an award, okay. the NFLPA Community Service Award, because of his, uh, because he got hurt. But I guess all of the money that was going into his charity or whatever, you know, he's doing from when he got hurt, he gets an award. My man just walks across the stage, shakes his hands and all this stuff. Nobody's even saying anything to those guys <laughs> that two weeks ago had their aluminum full hat on, was going, he's dead, you know, like, like people who get listened to on social media that have a platform or in the news yes you know hey this guy he's dead he's not there yeah they're covering it up i was like how are they going to cover up a dead guy i mean forever like I, that's the hottest take of all hot takes yeah like, like it's really simple like if you i mean he's it he's was eventually going to show up it was still or a, he's not uh, it was a, <laughs> it was a strange <laughs> it was a strange day that day too the way that like that day it was super cold in Buffalo, and it was a big game, and everybody was watching, and 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 I guess it was still somewhat fresh. The whole Demar Hamlin thing. I mean, was it a slow news day? I mean, <laughs> that we well, got to go cons- throw conspiracy well, theories out there. I mean, they they did like they were super secretive with him that day, and they 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 did stuff that like fed that stuff, right? And it also <laughs> shows you, it also shows you how many people three years in don't trust anything anymore. But are we gonna let those guys slide? No. Well, I should have came well, with a list of the everybody answer, who called it out. The answer is yes. We're gonna let them slide because we have because on, on the flip side, if you go okay, well, we're gonna hold them accountable. What about all the people on the other side of it? Right? That we do what about what about isms forever? Right. On, on I guess instead of saying, hey, maybe the maybe we maybe we there are some lessons to be learned from. What's happened over the last three plus years? Yeah, dude, I just, I just fell out, man. It's like, now we saw him going across the stage, but like nobody is talking about. That just blows my mind, and it wasn't like it's two years ago. This is like two weeks ago, and it's just, I don't know. I just think it's funny that we're letting all that stuff. These, these, 
very prominent people with millions of oh, followers. Yes, yeah, absolutely. We're just up. Oh, nah, yeah, he's he's alive. We're oh, we're good. I mean, just, <laughs> I mean, what are we? Yeah, forget everything I said two weeks ago. So, is the sense that he's ever going to play again? Oh, he's going to play again. You think? Yeah. I don't think there's any question he's going to play again. So, what happened? I mean, I'm not a medical doctor. Sure. But any stretch of the imagination, but I think he plays again. And I bet he plays next year. Okay. My opinion. Um, to me, the whole. I've heard medical stuff. I don't know the. And forgive me because I don't know the terminology right. and all that stuff. But this has happened before to other athletes. I sure. think one was a hockey player. Right. That the, have come back and played. The way you got hit in just that split yeah. second. And, yeah. Like now it can be lethal if you're not, you know. Right. It can be lethal. Um, but. Yeah, I've when it comes to stuff like that, dude, I don't uh and I can tell the story later date, but I had a player one time that they found um a birth defect um on on the on his heart and we found it when he reported to camp and he ended up having to go have surgery and they oh he's never gonna play again. They cracked his chest open, shaved his I think his aorta shaved it down, and he's never gonna play again and he was playing in six months, so and played in the NFL for a minute. So um. All right. Uh, switching gears here. Mike Norvell. I'm see. I'm just getting them all fired up today. Mike Norvell. Um, Florida State coach. Florida State coach. <clears throat> one year ago, 365 days ago, everybody on the planet is ready to fire this guy. Well, look in the sports world, life comes at you fast. Now, I'm with you. Okay, I'm I mean, with you. It just is what it I'm is. I'm actually going to applaud Florida State here. Okay. Now I don't know if it happened by accident or whatever it ha- why ever it happened. I'm mean, talking about they fans ready to fire this guy. Been there two years. He actually was better year two than he was year one. But that place was a dumpster fire when he got there. It was bad. Okay. Similar, but a lot of times fans don't like to acknowledge how that, bad yeah, something. Yeah, you don't want to admit, gotten. especially when you have a prominent program. Right. I mean, you saw like. There's this guy out there. Okay, I didn't know if you've heard of this guy. He's named Nick Saban. Okay, heard people forget that this dude went six and six in year one and lost to Louisiana Monroe, Michigan State coach. Yeah, forget. I mm-hmm. think he coached at like Kent State back. You know, played there a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, but my point is this: is Mike, I remember that he lost. Um, he lost in year one at Alabama. He lost to ULM. Yeah, so I said twenty-one to fourteen. Yeah, yeah. You've heard that before. I've heard about it. <laughs> might have might have even gotten a t-shirt. You might get t-shirt. Yeah. Um, that got me fired. <laughs> that's that's still the best story ever. Um, but look, when you're taking over, especially a big program, I think Billy's in a little bit of a situation similar to this at Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, fans, proud fans, don't want to admit the dumpster fire that they're in when you take over a proud program. I think Hughes in a situation like this, in a proud program, he's taken over a, a program that's down, and you don't want to admit exactly where you're at. Um, but my point is this. Mike Norvell's a good football coach. He's been a good football coach. That hasn't changed. It, he just needed a little bit of time. And what happens in year three, which is really ahead of the normal schedule, dude, he gets not only a contract extension through 2029, he gets a 100% raise. He went from making like four point – I didn't put it on there, but it's like 4.2 or something what he was making. Mm-hmm. making 8.5 a year. I mean, raise. Yeah, that is, that's, big, that's big. Florida State traditionally has not – produce those kind of resources for coaches um and look good for him man um but it just takes time 
you can't build things overnight, especially when you're in a dumpster fire. You know, what happens allegedly, I've heard this before, what happens usually is the next staff, after the gets after you start correcting the dumpster fire, the next staff gets it ready for the next guy to win. That's usually how that works. Um, that's what you call recruiting for another coach. Um, but yeah. What do I did you was that did you if I put a hundred bucks on it, would you have said he was gonna get fired or not fired a year ago? I would have bet on fired. I mean, that was what the talk because, was, right? Because my my the reason is is because usually once that train gets going down the tracks, there's, there's no, no stopping it. Yeah. You know, you guys experienced that at all. Allegedly. Miss. Yeah. Once you just kind of once that conversation starts, it's so hard to stop it. Except my man, Superman Mike Bianco, he stopped that some bitch. He had it. He's like, that's not my kryptonite. He he did. Went right I, through it. I mean, he, he did. <laughs> but I mean, he went right through it. Hey, can I tell you something funny about that? That you're gonna die laughing. Sure. All right. Before I started doing um, the show on here, like when I was doing home visit before we started putting on MPW, it was like last year, or whatever. It was uh, early in the season. It was all that talk about oh, fire and fire. And I said, y'all are crazy. I said, "Why, boot? I got hammered. Oh, oh, I was, uh, I was Tyler. evil. I was evil. I had no idea what I was talking about. I've never played baseball before. I don't know anything about baseball. I've never been accused of something <laughs> more than I've been accused of being a Bianco defender. Okay, <laughs> I would always go. The guy's winning. He's doing a good job. What do you? What? Do you, I don't understand. <laughs> oh, you're just his friend. I'm like, I don't know him. Well, I have to admit, that's why I was defending the guy. I love I, I, I think he's one of the best humans on the planet. I mean, I've met him, yeah. and I think he's a nice guy. But like, people are like, Y'all, you, you just hang out in Oxford. I'm like, no, 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 no. Well, that, no. Was, my, that was my motive. Yeah. Okay. I'll but agree. my deal was, no, i just looking at it objectively. I think he's doing a, a, a really good job. I would always talk about how they, they work with a different level of scholarships, and and, and and they work from a certain degree of disadvantage. And, and if you think about what they're getting done – and. No, nobody would hear anything of it. And now, now it's funny to me. Here's the funny part to me, and I and they're my customers, and I love them. God love them. But some of the same people who would not hear that argument will be in that stadium Saturday a week, week from Saturday, <laughs> and applauding him as if. What's the song in the fifth inning stretch when they do the do do? Love do, is gone. Yeah, they'll be they'll be oh just. They'll be in there just, just go, uh, Bianco, go, baby, yeah, go. It, it, and that's fandom, <laughs> and I get it 100%, right? It's just made my day. It, there's nothing has made me more happy living in this town than than him just busting right through that rock, and they've gone from firing his ass. They had to build a statue of his ass now. Oh, yeah. Well, like, it's, it's, this son of a bitch may no. go from Swayze Field to Bianco Field. It, well, it certainly will. In a few years, no question about it. I love it. It makes my it makes me so happy. That's the best thing that's happened since I've lived in But it's just, that's fandom, and I can't. I can't make fun of it too much because, like, I can see a scenario where some cat, Jack Flaherty, been pitching for the Cardinals all these years where every time he pitches, I'm like, I hate you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> all of a sudden, he signs with the Cubs, and I'm like, that's my guy. And my yeah. guy. I mean, that's fandom. Well, that's what we say is, like, hey, he's an asshole, but he's our asshole. Yeah, it's, that's <laughs> just – it's just fandom. But, it's but no, the Bianco thing's crazy. I that story, it, that story remains – White, like the wild. It really is. It's wild. Somebody should write a book about that. <laughs> I mean, dude was fired. <laughs> it was over. <laughs> he gets the last spot. Literally, if the committee just goes, you know what? NC State instead of Ole Miss. No one could have argued it. I mean, we've been like, yeah, I mean, it's like flip a coin. 
it was out of his control. You know, it was, tr- oh. it was truly well, completely, a dice. I, like everybody goes, well, they just started winning. I'm like, no, they didn't. I, wonder I mean, if, they did, but at the end, they lost two out of three to Texas A&M, and they lost in the first round of the tournament to Vanderbilt, and they're done on basically Wednesday morning at 1 in the morning, and at that point, it's completely out of their hands. And so they get in just by providence, kind of, and because they they got in because they'd beaten Auburn two out of three, and they'd beaten uh, Alabama or somebody else two out of three, and they had this series sweep at LSU. So they had a few like lines on their resume that the NCAA deemed there was a few more lines than NC State did. So, all right, got to put somebody in on the last spot. It's not a 63-team tournament. It's a 64-team tournament. So, yep, it's Ole Miss. And then they then they, then they, they can't lose. But if people are like, oh, well, they just caught fire. They couldn't <laughs> lose. Like, That's not true. That, hey, that ain't do you it. Think, do you think when Auburn comes to – Auburn comes to Ole Miss. I don't know if it's. The, I don't I haven't looked at the schedules or any of this. Talking about baseball. Baseball. I don't know when they if they come this year. Or whatever. I, I don't right? know. Uh, but when Auburn comes to Ole Miss, you think my man uh, Mike Bianco is going to have a private table to grill house and close <laughs> curtains for him and John Cohen? Like dinner's on me, boss. We <laughs> <laughs> should. And for those of you who don't know, John Cohen, the new AD at Auburn, was on the baseball. Was he the head of the baseball selection committee, or he was on? He it? was on the committee. He was on the committee. He lobbied hard for yeah. Ole Miss. Yeah, John Cohen was a Northwestern State demon while I was there. Was a baseball coach. Wouldn't be Anko at Northwestern State for a minute? Not, not that I know. I know when I was there, John Cohen was the baseball coach, and he left, I think, go to Kentucky. And then, yeah. um, like, office literally next door to mine. And then uh, Gaspar came, came in right behind him. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. And he went to Alabama maybe after that. He did. Uh, we were breeding coaches, demons, baby. We were breeding coaches. <laughs> Fork them. We are breeding baseball coaches there. All right, uh, last thing before we get to the Super Bowl. Um, I could not resist this. Made my day this morning. I'm sure y'all talked about it. It kind of happened in the middle of y'all's show this morning. I didn't get to listen. Lane Kiffin, the gift that keeps on giving at his troll tweet to uh, Hugh Freeze. Uh, yeah, we did talk about he it. He did talk about it? A little bit. I was on with uh, I was on uh, with my Big Ten team this morning when in the middle of y'all's show, so I missed it. So... Do you want me to go first? Please. Why don't you? Uh, that's what I'm saying. You want to flip a coin to see who gives the – are we going to give a real opinion here? Or are we going to – Well, I gave, I gave a real opinion. Oh, you got a real opinion yeah, this morning? because I've gotten a little pushback from some people already. Well, I don't um, give a shit. You may give my opinion. Well, here was my opinion. I'll give it quickly. It just – Are we going to agree? Probably going to generally agree. Okay. I, I'm going to have less of a hot t- – I think your take's going to be hotter than mine. I'm going to be a screeching hot take. Yeah, mine's not screeching hot. Mine's just kind of like whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Inferno, watermelon warlord, hot take. I don't think he was thinking. Okay. I, I, I think Lane Kiffin has a personal vendetta. Vendetta might be too strong. It might not, be, vendetta. It might not be strong enough. I think he has a burr up his saddle <laughs> regarding Hugh Freeze. You think? Like, you and I have different opinions of Hugh Freeze. So we do. We do. So I um because I love me some Hugh. And and I like Hugh fine. I have I have I have a certain issue with Hugh that go it's pretty documented, but regardless. It's not about me. Um Lane. Lane has an issue with Hugh, and I think I know what it is. What if I told you I know what it is? I know. I'm going to let you do it in a minute. <laughs> and and it, it's a very unpopular take to have. 
for me as a guy who covers Ole Miss, um, that whole Auburn thing gets rewritten by a lot of people. And they're wrong. They're flat wrong. And I'm, I'm convinced that they're wrong, and I can't prove it, if you will. Well, don't worry about it because people were saying DeMar Hanlon was dead. Now you're, they're, That's they're, true. They're alive, so That's you'll be great, fine. I mean, point. this is not as hot of a take. I think <clears throat> going into the Monday of the Egg Bowl week, so Ole Miss had played at Arkansas on Saturday. They'd gotten back late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. They practiced Sunday afternoon. They'd practiced Monday afternoon, and Lane comes in for a press conference on Monday. And I think at that moment, Lane Kiffin was going to Auburn. I do. Yep. Now, I can't prove it, and I'm willing to admit that I might be wrong. Okay? That's as far as I can go. That's as, that's as diplomatic as I can be. If, you, if that makes you mad, then I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. But I think I think he was intending to go to Auburn. John Sokoloff comes out with a story that night around seven ish, if I recall correctly. That's interesting. That was pretty hard uh, in terms of John wrote it really aggressively. Had I been John's editor, I would have called him in and said, "Hey, who are your sources?" He would have told me. How does that work, by the way? Just I'm just like dumb. That. I'm dumb. So. Do you they if your boss like if when you worked at the Mobile Press Register right yeah. if your boss calls you in and you've written a story do well, you have to disclose your sources to yes. your editor yes okay yes I never knew that yeah because you have to talk to them about whether we're going to do this or not and then he makes the decision yes. on he, your sources if he he's or she the, makes that the, decision and yeah okay for sure I didn't you know, know and a lot of times they'll run it by legal and because you got to be right you know yeah um. You know, we did the Mike Price stuff in Mobile. And, and <laughs> I mean, all, all jokes aside, there was a lot of there was a there was a lot of anonymous sourcing in that and and um We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I'll never forget, you know, we ran we ran some of that by by Price himself and he 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 on one part strongly denied and it right. was like oh okay well let's get that out like i can remember people and, well that's not something you're going to want to admit when you just took a head coaching job no you know and there was and there was stuff that he didn't deny right and so anyway yeah so i would have said to john who are your sources i think he would have had to tell me i would have said okay let's still let's still leave ourselves some wiggle room john left himself no wiggle room in that story and I think, I do, I believe this. And that would have been, and correct me if I'm wrong here because I'm asking, mm-hmm. and that would have been because whoever he told, he probably had that conversation with his editor, and he was, and the editor said, yeah, go ahead and run it because of the sourcing was strong. Yes. Okay. Just to make sure I'm on the same page. Yeah, there were multiple sources. I don't know this. I know John. John and I have talked about it. John has never asked, I've never asked John who his sources were, and he's never told me. But, but his source is not sliced bread, or he would not have been able to run that. But I've done this long enough to know. <clears throat> if you said, guess who his sources are, okay, I guess. I would guess, and, and how confident would I be? Pretty damn. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but no, he would not have run that without strong sourcing. I would have watered it down a little bit. I would have left myself some room, maneuvering room. He didn't, and I think that story... I think that story impacted what happened. Uh, I strongly suspect that one of the sources for that story um, strategically gave that to a fairly young reporter, knowing that that reporter would probably run it, knowing that it would absolutely turn the... Get traction. You know how you, you, you put a pot on the stove? Yep. Right? And, and you got the heat low to high. The heat at that point on the stove, maybe it was a pot of pasta or whatever. Yep. Heat was pretty low. It was, it was on. Burner was lit. Gas stove. I know those are not, can't have those anymore, but this was a gas stove. Like me some gas stove. And I do too. And, and uh, it was up, <clears throat> but it wasn't even medium really. It was, it was going. It was, it was simmering. It was burning. That story that night took the heat all the way up. And if you need proof of it, look at the way Kiffin reacted to that story on social media. He melted down. Okay, on a Monday night, three nights before he plays uh, a rivalry game that had high stakes, that story melted him down. That's all you needed to know about that story resonated. Okay, that story pissed him off. Why? Why did it piss him off? You may answer that question. (laughs) I think I think Lane Kiffin believes that Hugh Freeze was one of John Sokoloff's sources. I believe that's to be accurate as far as that's what's being done. Um, here's my thing, man, is look, there's nothing wrong with, you know, Lane's kind of not image, but the thing that's kind of, I mean, he has a social media presence. He likes to stir shit up and is unapologetic about it. Yeah. I think, com- he, I think he thinks of it as, as a brand. Yeah. And 
look, one or two times cool. But there are times, though, like there's a difference between some of the stuff he does that's really good branding, like the Portal King stuff, Great. right? And and the juice stuff. The juice stuff. The, vi- the video with, um, you know, out, out, out on the field with the transfers and stuff. That's, right. That's really smart branding. Right. And then there's stuff where he gets personal. And the personal stuff is like, ooh, that's what's interesting to me. And today, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, today, was, today was interesting. Yeah. It, because it was kind of sloppy. And it was personal. Very. And here's my thing is like, look, if you got – I get the Jimbo stuff. I get it. If a guy – if a guy, and if you got that kind of social media presence, if a guy you feel like calls you out or calls you a clown or whatever in, in, in public, go ahead. Go get them. Um, and, look, I want to preface this too. I don't give a shit what everybody else thinks about you. I never have. Um, one thing you'll learn about my friend base is I'm if I'm somebody's friend, and I know we've talked about this, I don't know when, I think we talked about this in the fall, I don't care what other people's opinion is about that person. Sure. Right? Of course. Um, I mean, the proof of that is that you and I are really good friends, <laughs> and we don't, we don't have the exact same view of the guy. Right. Um, but I, I have my experiences with a person, and that's how I judge my friendship or whatever it is. I uh-huh. don't care what everybody else says. You can say somebody's the greatest guy in the world. If I think the guy's a piece of shit, I'm not dealing with him. You can hate the guy think he's a bad person i have my personal experiences with i like the guy and when it comes to hugh i've been i've known hugh for a long time the better part of more than a decade now uh we're i guess we're rolling up like on like almost 15 years now yeah um i love the guy i do um the tweet today seemed personal i have not and correct me if i'm wrong i haven't seen hugh go after lane in any public forum i've not seen it and if it has correct me because i don't know that so for those who don't know what we're talking yeah, about i probably should explain that yeah, right yesterday i think it was yesterday it was yesterday. as we taped this on thursday i watched so the interview on wednesday hugh freeze he did an interview with jake crane on crane and company yesterday morning wearing a shirt if you if you've seen the kiffin last year wore the the sip shirt it was the it was kind of like the sec yeah, logo so it's a play on the sec yeah and, and so instead logo. of sec it was sip correct sip and they've done a really speaking of branding they've yeah. done a really good job great job come to the sip transfer to the sip stuff like that right and so they've turned sip into a marketing thing correct. a branding thing which is brilliant yeah good and freeze wore a shirt that Instead of SIP or SEC, it was WAR for War, for War Eagle. Which and he had a picture of an eagle right below it, so it was like War Eagle. Okay, I didn't even see the eagle. That's what I'm saying. It's like people are really picking what right. – he picked the shirt up. It said War, and then we're talking about people's sweatshirts here. And then it said the picture of an eagle. But well, Somebody Photoshopped the picture, took the stick off the, the R – and it, where it looks like it says W A P, which, which is, of course, a, is a famous song. By, you can, uh, I'm not even saying that one. I, will, I have the fil- filthiest mouth out there. Well, I, I, won't say that I won't one. say the words, but I, it, it's uh, Cardi B. <laughs> Cardi B. Cardi B. I know that. <laughs> I, t- I wouldn't. Your know. daughters are not impressed with you right no, now. No, they're not. I wouldn't know Cardi B if she walked in. I, I, I know about as much about uh pop music and stuff as Campbell does who's playing in the Super Bowl. There so you go. It's, it makes it good. That, that would be a great show. That really would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Name an artist. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is Prince still around? Yeah. Um, WAP was a uh, the initials of a song that, that came Just out. Just Google it. <laughs> Wet, 
And the second word is ass. ass. And the third word is the word that you would think would start with P. Yes. And end in Y. <laughs> and so that was the song. And so I guess Lane fell for the Photoshop. Yeah. There was a Photoshop. Where he won't were, admit it. He no, won't admit it. No, but obviously he did. Yeah. Because there was a Photoshop that came out where they took the little stick on the R. And it was very small to begin with. Yeah. And... By taking it away, it looked like WAP instead yeah. of WAR, which, and in that photo, you didn't even see the eagle. So yeah. you just saw the, ironically, the shirt. Ironically, I think an old Miss person made that shirt for him, by the way, and will send it to him. That's not a an Auburn issue shirt. Somebody in Mississippi, I one th- of his friends. I think that's true. Sent it. Well, he said it on the show yesterday. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sent it to, as I'm not telling anything out of turn, somebody sent it to him. It was a good looking shirt, good looking sweatshirt. Um, but anyway, going back, I just, and so he's, so Lane tweeted at freeze. Um, I don't have the exact tweet in front of me, but Hey pal, you know what that stands for? Yeah. He hit the word pal. And when you say pal, if I say, what's up pal, I wish my man Clay Karcher was listening right now. I've never said, he's got a whole thing on this. If I say, cause guys, buddy, pal, skip guys (laughs) don't. It's disrespectful. Yeah. We, we, like, if I say to you, hey, what's up, my man? Right? Yeah. You know, we're cool. Yeah. I say, what's up, brother, when I came in the yeah. house today? What's up, champ? We're good. Yeah. But if I go, what's up, pal? What's up, Skip? Something's up. <laughs> what's up, Skip? Yeah. <laughs> something's up. We got, we got something we got to talk about. Right. Got a sporty little bunch over there. Yeah. <laughs> sport. We got, yeah. What's up? What's up, sport? But pal, pal's the one that really sticks. What's up, pal? Because that in, in, immediately says you're not. Because if if it's if it's what's up, brother? What's up, bro? Yeah. What's up, my friend? Yeah. That's all good. Yeah. There's a just a tone, and even though it came across in text on a tweet, you read tone. I read tone. And so, what's up, pal? So the only way you can hear it. Hey, what's up, pal? No, no one does that. Certainly not Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin's a guy's guy. Hugh Freeze, a guy's guy. You wouldn't go, what's up, pal? No, it's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's what's up, pal. Which is, we've got a bone. I'll hit you with it. What's up, Big Daddy? That's my, that's my other one. What's up, Big Daddy? Yeah. I used to, I don't use that one much anymore, but that was a favorite of mine back in the day. The <sighs> stories, they, they play each other in a game this fall. It's going to come out. It's it's. Oh, I'm going. By the way, I don't even care where it is. It where is it? It's there this year. It's right? Jordan here. It's going. I probably to know get, a guy that can hook me up with sneakers. <laughs> it's go, <laughs> it's quick. You clients. It's going to get asked about. It's 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 coming. Yeah. And and, and that well, it's going to come from both sides. But at the end of the day, here and this is the thing I want to make. Like I'm cool. I really am. I'm cool with a tweet or two. I'm. But it's like it won't stop. And it's starting to come across as petty. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Well, and like, and this is what's going to piss people off, right? If you're an old men's fan, it pisses you off because, or it's going to piss you off what I'm saying because a couple times it starts getting a little petty. Like, come on, dude. Like, okay, we got it. We know you don't like X. You may but not the like him. The question is, why don't you? Oh, like we all him? know. And, 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 and that can, to me you is, you can bury your head under the sand all you want to. And that to me is the most interesting part about it. And people is, can bury their head, yeah. and they can go, "Oh no, oh, rah, rah. you can bury your head." There is a reason that it keeps happening because it, that scar is deep. He's pissed. He legitly is pissed, and that scar is deep. But you know what's incredible to me about that is that 
that story, that story which said that Lane Kiffin would be in Auburn on Friday and be the head coach at Auburn. Ole Miss played on Thursday night. He was going to be there. On, and there, yeah. there was a lot of media that were like, oh, Auburn's trying to do this Carnell thing. And it was like, that's not true. Yeah. I mean, the more you kind of dug into it, I got irritated with Auburn <clears> media because they were playing along with that. I mean, that's they were playing along with the Carnell thing on Saturday. They did. I know who John sources were. I think I'd bet money. I'd bet really good money. I I had the no odds problem. in Vegas. You know how like if you're if yeah. you're betting on a golfer today, it's probably like plus seven hundred. That means you're seven to one odds. Yeah. Your, your odds in Vegas on what what you think it is is about minus ten thousand. You got a forty seven stroke lead with eighteen to play. I think it was Hugh Freeze and John Cohen. That's what I think the sources were. You got a forty seven stroke lead with eighteen to play. But look, at the end of the day, I mean. But he still could have taken the job. Yeah. He was the number one choice. Well, I mean, the job was his. It was his. Auburn, and he didn't take it. No, he, he, he and it was offered. It was offered on Wednesday. Or it was offered before. I think the final decision came on that Wednesday before the game. Clearly. Yeah. Because um, the tone changed. Quickly. Um, recruiting changed as well. Um, but look, at the end of the day, I'm just – I'm kind of over the petty the petty tweets a little bit. There's a point where it goes from being funny to petty, and I think we've reached that point. Well, he set himself up where if he loses the game. Oh, shit. Better win. That's going to be – it doesn't matter what side it is. The The buildup of that game is going to be awesome. Well, you, you for, start, for, the buildup for us is going to be awesome. Yeah. Do you know what's even going to be better? The aftermath. Because one side or the other is going to get hammered. This is where, and I think there are, I'm being careful. I think there are people at Ole Miss who have begged him to sort of corral his social media. Yeah, good luck with that shit, boss. And it's hard to do when, right? You have no leverage to do that. No, you know, guy's got a $9 million contract. Shit, go get it, cuz. Go buy another boat. And so... This is, I'm telling you, though, this season coming up, man, is an interesting season for, for, for a lot of schools. But for Ole Miss, it's like way up the list of intrigue where there's a lot to go. But, like, if you, you tell me. The like, Alabama game got a little interesting uh, after the other day, too, now. What happened the other day? When Kevin Steele showed up in Tuscaloosa. Oh, yeah. There, there's going to be some added pizzazz. On, that game was already pizzazzed from this end. Because you know Saban's going to want to light Golding up. Even though he coached with him and all that stuff, you know he's going to I'm want to. talking about to. the other one. <laughs> Steele versus Kiffin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a – that game was already pizzazzed on both sides. That game is going to be super pizzazzed. Yeah. I mean, on – I mean, dude. Yeah, I know. We'll have a talk after the after the show's over. But, eh, there's some – there's some – Well, to me, that's, to. that's the one thing – I mean, he's never going to listen to me for advice. <laughs> But the one thing I would say You'd be is, the first one. The one thing I would say is, man, you don't need everyone to be your enemy. No, but you, I mean, you, you can only have so many in and when you're at Ole Miss, this is a hard job, as you know. You've been there twice. <laughs> you can win at Ole Miss and he he's can. and he's won at Ole Miss. Yep, he has. He's done a good job. But you gotta you gotta really be it's not like winning at Georgia. We're like right now Kirby could and Kirby's not this way, but Kirby could be like, Hey, you know what? <clears throat> Here are the balls. Go practice. We'll figure it out. I'm going to watch this golf game. That would be fun. He's not going to do it, but you get my point. I do. He could, 
and they'd be fine. Yep. He's not wired that way, but good. He could take it. Kirby, Kirby could take some time off. He could if he wanted. And they'd still go win 10 or 11 games. Yes. He's built that roster. Yes. Lane doesn't have that roster yet. No. He might have it one day, but he doesn't have it now. Correct. And the odds are he'll never have it. Correct. So you got to grind. You got to be on point. You got to be focused. You got to be locked in. And you don't need everybody hating you. You don't need everybody circling your game. You need, at Ole Miss, this is this truth. You know this. At Ole Miss, you've got to be able to sneak up on some people. You've got to be able to take advantage of, hey, Auburn's without their quarterback this week. Hey, Alabama's a little in unfocused because they just played double overtime against Tennessee and they've got LSU next week. We're going to catch them. You don't need added motivation. We're going to catch LSU looking ahead. You're going to do some of that. That's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Yep. It's just the way it is. And when you make everybody circle your game, hey, we're going to get Ole Miss. <sighs> you're just making your job harder. You're just going – you're, you're, here's here, here's a running equivalent. I'm going to write them down while you're talking. Here's a running equivalent. Like, hey, the coach says, hey, I need you to go run um, six miles today. All right, I'm going to do it uh, barefoot up a hill. Why? I didn't ask you to do that. Why are you making it harder? Right? Six miles is going to be hard enough. Yes, it is. <laughs> don't make it harder. When the, coach, when the coach says, I really don't care what your pace is. No, no, I'm going to do a seven-minute mile. All right, you're just making this hard on yourself. And it feels like that's what he's doing. And I don't, I don't know why he's making all of these things so much harder. All right, so let me hit you with this. I just wrote these down. I think this is how crazy this is. All right. Going into next season because of the head coach. The actual Mississippi State game, the Egg Bowl, that used to be the most toxic game there was. Yeah. I mean, for 100, 100 years probably. I don't yeah. know how long it's been going on. Is going to be the one, two, three, four, the fifth most toxic game on the schedule. Which one's lower than that? Right. Arkansas? I put Arkansas and LSU. That that have the circle, the less circle. Arkansas, I mean, you could argue. I'm talking about from the other yeah. opponent's perspective. Not not Ole Miss perspective. Right. The other. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think about it from the LSU perspective. I don't think Brian Kelly gives a shit. I, I think he's either. in that mode right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't think he cares. Um, Pittman's probably a little irritated with him about the second half of the the game this year because I think I think Arkansas views what happened in the second, and they, they don't blame Ole Miss for it because it's their own fault. But I think that sometimes they look at the second half of that game and go, "What the hell were we doing? We both could have gotten the hell out of there and been a little fresher for a game that was a day earlier." Arkansas lost Missouri and looked like they didn't quite have juice. Right. Some of that was a fourth quarter that was spent. <laughs> Tired. Yeah. All right, here we go. Alabama will have more angst to win this game than, than the, Mississippi State. We're just going to compare it to the Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, sure. Auburn is going to have more yeah, angst. Ain't no doubt. Texas A&M is going to have more angst. No question. Let me tell you who else is going to have more angst that nobody's talking about. Georgia Bulldogs. Really? Yeah. Kirby Smart's not going to lose the lane. Think about Nick Saban's prior approach to this game with Kirby. He's going to have the exact same got to win this game as Nick has had since Lane's been here. And then you're going to have Mississippi State after that if it's not Arkansas. Yeah, and Arnett's going to want it. Uh, year one, sure. I mean, it's, it, listen, it's a tough schedule. and I mean, that's kind of my point. You got all these transfers coming in. But none of, all of this is self-inflicted. I know. 
That's my point. That's where I, I no one's listening to me. The but, sure the fuck not listening to me. But if they did, and I do think I'm a pretty common sense guy with stuff like this, I would be like, hey. Are we going to have to give you a doctor to common sense too? I think I'm pretty good at it. Okay. I think I'd be like, hey, lower the profile here, champ. Just chill. And on this Auburn thing, it comes across like you're bitter that you didn't take the job. That's what it, that's how, I, and I'm not an Ole Miss guy. And Ole Miss people don't view it that way because they don't want to. But that's what it sounds like. Why are you still talking about your ex? Why are you still talking about the girl that you used to date? You're married to me. And here's the thing. Right? When it comes from the Auburn standpoint, and you covered that team for a long time, mm-hmm. Auburn used to try to find a rival, right? It was it was Georgia, Alabama. Sure. Took up so much energy every single year. Tried to make LSU the rival. Tried to make LSU. LSU really didn't buy it. Right. Tried right. to make Arkansas there for a brief minute. Didn't buy it. Nah, didn't work. They got one now, boss. It's nasty. You got one now. Yeah, they want it. You got one now. So maybe he can win the game. Maybe he'll go over there and win. He, and he, it, and he, it, he, I think he has to. If he goes over there and wins, he can, he can, he can talk. He ha- that that game has, in my opinion, okay, when it comes from a fan temperature gauge, mm-hmm. that is a like, dude, go lose the Egg Bowl. That's fine. Don't lose that game. If if you're Ole Miss and you go to Auburn and lose that game, the fan temperature gauge is going to go through the fucking roof here, and you know it just as well as I do. Because you're going to have all the freeze people that's still here. Oh yeah, start chirping. Yeah, and then all the lame people are going to chirp back. It's going to be. It's going to create a. It's a combust. It's something's going to bust one way or the other. Something's combusting. That's a must win. Period. It's the most important game on the schedule. Wow. The most important game on the schedule is that game. Okay. For a, for a fan temperature gauge. I'd have to think about it, but I'm, I can't. I can't sit here and go, "Oh no, you're wrong." I'm, I'm, I can't argue that. It, it, there's, there's, yeah, it's way up there. It's the most important game on the schedule, per sources. Okay. All right, let's talk about the Super Bowl. That's your favorite game. Then we'll get it the hell out of here today. We're gonna keep it short today. Real quick, let me tell you that. Yeah, let's uh, talk about our sponsors. We're also brought to you by our friends at Walk On Sports Bistro. Speaking of Super Bowl, place to go watch the Super Bowl. Go to Walk Ons. Get you some cheese sticks and some beignets. Absolutely. Or you can go uh, order online. Take it home. Uh, Walkons.com. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all of that in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. We're also brought to you by our good friends at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, that area, call our friends at Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call our friends at Southern. They'll take care of you at 662-429-4429. All right, so I know my wife is not listening today okay. because she just sent me this picture. <laughs> so I feel free that feel no. pretty certain that she's not listening today. No. So don't be going snitching on me. And uh, so she doesn't listen, so I don't get in trouble for. Or maybe that's her telling you she is listening. No, she isn't kissing. She isn't listening. Okay. So she don't rip my ass about my language. Um, <clears throat> Super Bowl. All right, let's talk about some Super Bowl stuff, huh? I know it's your favorite, your favorite deal. Let's break this thing down for about ten minutes, oh. and we'll get you out of here. I actually, I'm, for the for the actual NFL fans we have on here, which we've got a good bit. You're becoming. Uh, we got. We're getting a good little TikTok following on the NFL, by the way. Chiefs and the Eagles. Uh, Chiefs are or the Eagles are favored by a point and a half. 
the money line is the Chiefs plus 105, so not getting a great value there. And you wouldn't bet it plus 105. Over, under at 51, okay? All right, let's I kind of like the under. Do you? So mm-hmm. I like the over. I like the under. I like the over, actually. Okay. Um, Patrick Mahomes, one leg. <laughs> With a cane. Um, here's the deal. The breaking this game down, I think in order for the – I think the Chiefs can win this game. And here's how they're going to win the game. Patrick Mahomes is going to be Patrick Mahomes. I know you don't like him, um, but he's. I like him fine. I know what you. I know what you're saying, but I just don't like the team. I think he's a phenomenal talent. Obviously, maybe the best talent in the league. He's going to do what he does. I think they get the 28. The matter of what's going to determine this game. There's one player that's going to determine this game, and his name is Chris Jones. Jalen Hurts, as much as he's had a phenomenal year. I still have PTSD about Chris Jones from last two weeks ago. You got PTSD around Chris Jones. Chris Jones was supposed to be a uh, part of that 2013 class. I I have PTSD over Chris Jones. Oh, my God. And uh, I'm going to have to severely wait until my statute of limitations is up and all of my friends are no longer coaching in college football before I tell that story. Um, But, yes, I have PTSD over Chris Jones. Did you wake up that morning thinking you were getting him? Not that morning. I woke. I, I Monday went, morning. Uh, Sunday day was Wednesday. Sunday was Wednesday. Sunday afternoon at approximately four o'clock. Yeah, he was coming to Ole Miss. Okay, because he was in Oxford on that Sunday. He was. I don't know. Is that out there? Yeah. Okay. We wrote it. We did you? Yeah. We we knew he was here. We yeah. we actually were geo geo something whatever you call it photos. Oh, geolocation. Geolocation. Thank you. Good for you. We knew on Saturday night he was at a fraternity party on. In Oxford. Because people are like, he's not there. I mean, he didn't come Saturday night. He came Sunday after church. He was at a fraternity party Saturday night. Okay. I I saw him. I did not. I, I was not aware of that if that happened. Okay. I'm not saying it didn't happen. Um, I knew he was. He came after church with his mom and dad on Sunday. Killer wants to know if he really got death threats. I did. did I had. I had. Talking about me? Did I get him? Uh, did, well, did you get him? Oh, yeah. I had to have. I've never told you this. No. Dude, when I came back the next year after the binocular shit, when I came, I was at Alabama, and I came back. Like, I will never forget this. Jesse Peoples, who is our head trooper at Alabama, state trooper, uh-huh. comes to me at like on like a Wednesday. He's like, hey, uh, just going to let you know that you're going to have a, um, I guess because in the state of Alabama, once you reach a certain salary or whatever, it's called executive level or something. you got to get a physical every year. And, and if mm-hmm. you have credible threats – at all, not even credible. Just I don't even think it's credible. I think it's just threats. Okay. There's a lot of social media stuff out there that week. I come back, kick your ass, and all this, and this, this, and and I had to have a trooper assigned to me that weekend. And so when we stayed in, the, we stayed at the old what used to be, I guess, a Holiday Inn somewhere, and like I think it was Olive Branch or somewhere up uh-huh. there. And dude, I had a freaking trooper was in the joining room with me, like the, um, like the you open what do you call it, adjoining rooms, uh-huh, not yeah. in the room, but. Yeah. Door between. Yeah, adjoining rooms. Had to walk with me um, everywhere we went. And then. You're kidding. No, I hadn't told you this. No. Yeah. And so the guy's with me. We get off the bus. We get off the bus out to do like the our version of the Walk of Champions thing there, what do they call it, um, at off the side. Mm-hmm. Guy's walking dead ass next to me, right? And I'm walking in, and some asshole steps out in the middle of the walk and throws a full Dasani bottle as hard as he can. And hits me dead ass in the chest. You are kidding me. No. Serious as heart attack. I've never told you this. No. Oh, yeah. So he hits me in the in the dead in the chest. I'm sitting here with a trooper to my left. Dude, he doesn't even check up. Like, it's no big deal. 
And we get inside the stadium, and I'm like, damn, cuz, what you here for? I said, can we not go tase that son of a bitch or something or jack his ass up? You know, I, I was kind of wanting, but you had to get in the stadium. Yeah, that happened. I've never told you that. No. Like, even off the air, I've never told you that. No. Yeah. I'm floored. Seriously? Totally. Oh, dude, I had some. After that whole thing went down, I had my favorite one. So the guy hits you in the chest with, the, bo- the, chest and, with and the full the, bottle, like the unopened. The unopened, cop didn't do anything? Didn't even check up. Did he see it? Hell, he couldn't not see it. He's standing right shoulder to shoulder with me, and we're walking in the center. You know, like a bunch of people. It was all Alabama fans. Did it right? hurt? Fuck yeah, it hurt. He'd be right in the dead center of the chest. His heart, threw a fastball and hit me from me to uh, a little further than the TV, probably about 10 feet. Yeah, hit me right in the chest with it. How did you not just go attack the guy? Dude, I because I, he, he he took off running. Oh, okay. And you know, there's like a, a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. people I, I get it. In, in a deal. And it was it was a young guy. I was like a fraternity guy or something, you know, probably. But yeah, dude, I got uh I had uh like my favorite one. I've never told you this. I got a threat one time I had one on Twitter that hit me up and, and said that he he hoped I died a slow and painful death of anal cancer. And when I looked at the profile of the guy, it was like a preacher in <laughs> South Mississippi. <laughs> and so I hit him with a God bless you back or something, yeah. you know. And so at that time, I was it was bad, right? Yeah. And so I gave my phone to one of the uh, girls out in the hallway, and she took my phone for a couple of days, and she went and blocked a bunch of you know, people on Twitter. I've never blocked anybody in my life. And so when I came back, okay, this was the best part. When I come back to Ole Miss – Everybody's like, hey, man, why you got me blocked? <laughs> I'm oh, like, my God. oh, yeah, motherfucker. And your reason you're blocked is because you said some, said some shit that yeah. the girl blocked. Like, you said something bad enough to where the girl blocked you. Yeah. Because I've never blocked anybody in my life. So I unblocked him. I don't give a shit. I really don't care. But um, but here was the kicker, too. It's like the dude, after we got in the stadium, I never saw the guy again. The trooper, like, he didn't walk with me to the box or anything like that. So he said to get you there. I guess. I don't know. I never saw the guy after after that. Um, cause walking to the box, you know, that was the goalpost game that tore down the goalpost here. Mm-hmm. Walking to the box, you had to walk, you used to have to walk through the student section, like where they come in the stadium back then when they had the good, good part of the student section. Right. Um, but yeah, that happened. How about that? Yeah. All right. Back to the, but here's the deal. I think in that when it comes to the Super Bowl. So the question was, did Chris Jones, Chris Jones get death threats? And that was the reason that he ultimately signed the state. That is not accurate. That's what I figured. Not even I know the exact reason. There were thousands of other reasons. There was about five of them. 5,000 other reasons that was all. Is that all? That's the only. Yeah, (laughs) I'll tell you off there. (laughs) There's more to it. I'll explain that before I get. I did get NCAA certified, so I'm good. I'll probably talk about a little bit more. Got a year. Um, Anyway, um, I think Chris Jones is the key to this. I think Jalen Hurts has had an MVP year. Mm-hmm. I think where where he has struggled a little bit is when he's leaving the pocket, all right? Okay. If he's allowed to sit in the pocket and throw his RPOs and throw the ball downfield, it's going to be a long night for the Chiefs, I think. I think the Eagles and the fans drive me fucking nuts. I can't stand it. But if he can stand in the pocket and hold, and they can hold up front, which they have a phenomenal offensive line. They are okay? very, very good. Um, but there's been a there's been a, guys, don't, this 5,000 thing, let that go. There's a, There's more to that. All right, um, a lot more to that. Yeah. Um, but if they can hold up up front and keep Chris Jones out of the backfield, they will be the first ones. Yeah. Okay, because he's a beast. He is a monster. If Chris Jones has the kind of game that he had against Cincinnati 
and and had he's had in the regular season and not had in the playoffs so far, dude, Kansas City's gonna win this football game because Jalen Hurts cannot throw the ball off platform. He struggles. He's very inaccurate. You gotta get him on the move. You gotta get him, keep not don't let him get his feet set. Like even watch when he leaves the pocket a little bit. He tries to get his feet set just for a, just for a millisecond before he cuts it loose. But he struggles accuracy wise. He's missed some throws when he's not set. If Chris Jones can control the line of scrimmage, Kansas City will win the football game. If Chris Jones is a non-factor, Philly's going to win this game. Okay. And that's how I feel about it. But I am personally going to take – I'm not even going to take the points. I'm going to take just for the value. I'm going to take the Chiefs' money line in this game. Okay. And I'm going to take the over. Um, first touchdown scored. I was asking about some prop bets. First touchdown scored. I'm taking Travis Kelsey. Oh. With the first touchdown scored. Well, I'm going to pick this game with my heart because why not? I lost in Neil's picks. I lost on the road to Boise. My Bengals aren't in it. I'm still bitter. I'll say Eagles win and cover. I'll go under. And first touchdown, I'll go with A.J. Brown, the one person in 15 years who I'll lobby rivals for a, a different ranking. What was he ranked? He was a four-star. He's one of the best high school tapes I've ever seen from a receiver. Top, top 10. He's the only one that in 15 years probably piss people a lot of people off because you're supposed to they, people think you're supposed to fight for your I'm like I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a football it happens coach. I know I'm not a football coach right I'm not a football coach I don't pretend to be one I'm not a football expert I don't have this job because of my football acumen I have this job because I can write because I can communicate and I can do that kind of thing I can write about the game I don't you know this I covered yep. it I never once like, oh, why are y'all offering that kid? He can't move his hip. No, stop. I'm not. I'm not that you, ne- you never asked me that one never time. Never me. Ever. Not, not one time. But A.J. Brown was one of a handful of people that I ever saw in person. Like, the first time I saw Laramie Tunsil move his feet, I looked at someone at Ole Miss, and I went, hey, um, you need to make sure y'all have a really good relationship with that dude because he is going to make an absolute fortune in the NFL. Best, best high school offensive lineman I've ever seen. A.J. Brown, I saw him twice in high school. And the second time, I watched him in the state championship game at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. And he was in a really good game. Not only the best player on the field, far and away the best player on the field. And I got back home, and the next day I called people at Rivals, and I said, look, I'm not telling you all how to do your job. I don't know anything about ranking kids. But if that's not a five-star. You don't know what it is. I said, if that's not a five-star, here's what I said. I said, please send me the tapes of the kids who are because they must be absolutely amazing. And I said, and maybe they are. But if they are, I'd, I'd like to see them. Was but, he ranked five-star on any service? I don't know. I don't pay attention. Because a couple of the other services will manipulate rankings based on subscriptions. And huh? Yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. say. Yeah, 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 for sure. Are you saying that it's not 100% accurate? I'm saying that sometimes the other ones will play around a little bit. And and look, maybe you know, I used Rival- to get in trouble for having a take like that. Maybe Rivals does, but I don't think they do. I don't I don't know. Rivals I don't know. Um yeah, I If Rivals <laughs> did, there were a couple of sites that that really got screwed. Like yeah. Nebraska should have been ranked a lot higher every single year because I know how we got the number 1 class in the country every year in Alabama though. I know how that worked out. What what but here's the thing about Alabama, though. Look at look on any given Sunday. There's so many dudes in the league. Like, the rankings, 
Have you ever wondered why Alabama gets the number one class in the country every year? I think it's because they have the best players. Well, yeah, that does make a difference. But early in the process, I think I've told this on here before, huh? I don't think so. Early in the process, I would be at my job, and I had over here, let's say, well, like this year, okay, right, like right now, okay, I had a big ass board on one side of my office that would have the twenty-four class in it, okay, okay, that we've gone through and evaluated and moved and all that stuff, and on this side, I had the twenty-five and twenty-six board up. Okay. And then a, a few 27s, like the really special ones, which would have been like this year would be the freshman coming up and all this mm-hmm. stuff, right? Sure. Like the um, uh, shit, what was that running back? That Anyway. Um, the kid they, from Baton Rouge? Yes. Moses. Yeah, Dylan Moses that was on the cover of, like he would be a guy, right? Okay. Every spring, one of the services would come to my office and hang out for a couple of days. And he would take a picture of my board and rank them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Straight off the board. Well, guess what? When you're in Alabama, you're gonna get number one or number two or three, or you know, you're gonna get who you want. It's a draft. It's not recruiting. I've been trying to tell people this a long time. It's a draft. You literally are going to get who you want. It's a draft because one of the prestige and everything you got going in the program, but your head coach is a freaking beast in recruiting. Right. Best recruiter in America. Nick Saban, the goat. There's a reason that he's the goat. Not only does he evaluate well, he can go, he can close, but he's the best closer ever. And I think he's the best closer ever because people have this perception of him of being this hard ass, like quiet guy, you know, like very raw. Dude, he's he turned that personality on now. And when you see the opposite side of him, you feel like you're seeing something that nobody else sees and you're special. Dude, mm-hmm. I, I it, it's he's the best. All right. You won't get who you want. Well, guess what? You end up with a number one class. But, yeah, shocker. Um, but I don't view that as, like, anything manipulative. I just – you ranked the top 20 players, and you get seven of them. Yeah, but, like, we we didn't care about the rankings, right? The rankings dictated on our evaluation, not what somebody else's evaluation of was. Of course. So, um, uh, Grind said, is he better than Kirby? Uh, Kirby's <laughs> Kirby's good. Um, they're both good. Kirby's an elite guy. Um, I just think I mean, Kirby's Kirby a, has Kirby's sh- an eyelash from three titles. Yeah, Kirby is a fun. He's phenomenal. Yeah, I and mean, he's. I mean, you can't say he's not as good or anything like that. The thing that's different with Nick is Kirby allows his personality to get out there. Some, you know, Kirby's cool. Like you would love. I, I know. I remember y'all had a podcast one time. We were talking about and no one understood. Nobody it. understood. Kirby's cool as shit. Yeah, like Kirby's a guy you want to go drink a beer with, play golf with. He's a he's laid back. Yeah, he's a stud. And you, but you see some of that sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. With Nick, you don't you don't see his personality very often. Uh, and when you see it, that's why I like Nick so much. Nick's a good dude, man. I love Nick. Um. All right, so you're going with the Eagles. Eagles under Are you, you taking money line or points? You like both. See, I, th- I think that the lowest scoring game this is going to be is 28-24. That's why I think it goes over. I've got 27-23. Oh, so you're you're pushing right I'm at right it. at it. Yeah. yeah. You're pushing. They're pretty good in Vegas, huh? They're good. I think 28-24 is low as it goes. Um, but we'll see. It's all about Chris Jones. If Chris Jones can if he can control up up the middle, if he can get uh, push the pocket, they're going to be successful if not. But, look, Philly's defense is legit. NFL is going to have a wild uh, offseason. It's coming. Coming quick. We yep. didn't even talk about Derek Carr. Derek Carr to New Orleans, perhaps. The beginning of who knows what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson. There's a lot going on. It gets cranking next week. Yeah. Derek Carr, um, 
I saw this the other day. We didn't get to it, but we're running out of time. But at the end of the day, people are like questioning whether you, I, I, this is the part of the NFL I don't understand. And somebody's going to have to help me understand this is people are questioning, man, do we give up a third round pick for Derek Carr? Well, hell yeah, you do. Like, what's the question? Like, Third round picks. Okay. What's, what's happened in the NFL is that it's, and this has happened in, in the NBA, and it's happening in Major League Baseball with prospects. What's happening in, in the NFL is that draft capital is more valuable today in the eyes of NFL people, right or wrong, right, right or bad. They view draft capital uh, as more valuable today than it was a few years ago. All right, what quarterbacks got taken in last year's draft that were third-round picks that you know of off the top of your head? I, I don't. Okay, so let me ask you a question. I'm going I'm to tell you. All right, would you take Malik Willis or Derek Carr as your quarterback? Derek Carr. All right, well, guess what? Malik was a third-round pick, and I love him to death, and he's not there today. Would you take today, would you take Matt Corral as a rookie or Derek Carr as your quarterback? Derek Carr. No question. You see what I'm saying? Like, sure, of course. You're, that's who you're getting for a third round pick is at that position, right? Give the fucking pick away and go get who, in my opinion, is in the AFC, which is loaded with quarterbacks. He's probably the fifth best quarterback. I on, agree on that, with on that side. For the for the record, I agree with you. I think the argument that an NFL front office would make. So I'm just playing devil's advocate here for the sake of devil's advocate. Is yeah, you mean you mean guys productive running backs wide receivers, linebackers, mm-hmm. defensive tackles were drafted in the third round. We could get one of those guys, and we don't have to pay Derek Carr $40 because we're not going to win anyway. we got to build. We can't give away that draft capital. I think that's what the argument yeah, would be. but you're getting him in it, and like, he's still in his prime. You know what I'm saying? Like He's, sure. not, he's not like you're not getting Aaron Rodgers. No, I mean, look, I think, I think if the Saints add Derek Carr today, they immediately are the favorite in the NFC South. Well, 100%. And, well, and who's, if you're who's in the, the other quarterbacks? And if you're in the playoff, You've got a shot. We saw that. We saw that in the playoff. If you're in the playoffs, you have a shot. Because they're going to be good on defense. Yeah. Now, the only thing, and I've said this, I don't know if it's a new system, and this is me watching him live one time. When we went and watched him in Vegas, he he missed some – he was late on some things, and he missed some – like, just so you know how I watch a football game, like, I see that – I see what the coverage is, whether it's man-free, if it's some kind of zone or whatever it is. And when they start running route combinations, like if they're running curl flat, right, Mm -hmm. you know where the ball's supposed to go. And so he was really late and missed some things. He missed some posts and some alerts. No, I'm laughing because that's the way you view the game. And my remembrance of that game is I wish I could remember the name of that IPA because it was (laughs) fucking fantastic. But he was late. Yeah, I'm with you. when I watch a game live, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the coverage. Yeah. I'm looking at the route combinations. Yep. And then I'm looking, okay, this is where he was supposed to go with the ball. Why didn't he? Yeah. He was really late on some things and really missed some throws that he should have he shouldn't have missed. But is he's so freaking talented, man. And he's and he's seen it. He's been there fire. And if you get him in New Orleans, all of a sudden, and I think it's gonna happen sooner rather than later. Um, I think this trade will take place very quickly. If it's not done by Sunday, it won't be much longer than that, I think, because he's got a big roster bonus coming up. Yep. Like the 15th, maybe February 15th. Something like that. Yeah, he's got a, so it's going to happen before then. But in the NFC South, Brady's gone. You got, you got Ritter at Atlanta. Yeah. And you got whoever the quarterback for the Panthers is going to be, who we don't know. I mean, it's pick a, pick a, who knows? Pick a quarterback, right? Right. Um, so I think it's going to be, um, you immediately become the favorite in that league with yeah. him. Sure. If you hold on to it and you don't get a guy, 
what are you? You're, right. you're the same thing you've been doing. Right. So that's all I got, boss. All right. We'll uh, be back on Monday. We'll wrap up Super Bowl 57 and start turning the page. We'll start getting a little more guest-oriented on uh, on the big show. Got some stuff coming your way uh, here in the next few weeks or so. Don't want to overpromise. We'll over underpromise, over deliver. Yep. Somebody told me that one time. We've been brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push your limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. For Tyler, I'm Neil. Thanks to everybody for being in the stream. Go Chiefs. Have a great weekend. And uh, fly, Eagles fly. And um, whatever. Who cares? I just want it to end. I'm <laughs> still miserable about it. Uh, until Monday, take care. Have a great weekend. Bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.